Welcome back, everyone, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. Happy Friday, everybody. Joining me as always, I'm Alex Christensen, is Andy Molitor. And Andy, it's not just a Friday, it's a Felica College Football Friday. Our favorite. It is. Yeah, some uh, ugliness in the game last night. I believe not only that, but like my, my timeline was getting mixed up in Twitter because it was not only were they driving and clearly just playing for a field goal, but the Bengals were doing the same thing at the same time. We had, we had two separate separate groups of people mad about a coach deciding to settle for a field goal. And uh, I, apparently that only works about half the time. Obviously Miami took it the short – or. It was it was a no doubt cover, I guess, on the other side. We weren't we weren't too worried about that once they lined up for it. But uh, I didn't get involved in that one, thank goodness. And yeah, there's we got action tonight again, and obviously a ton Saturday. Yeah, tonight tonight's game is is interesting. But yeah, I don't know why if you're Miami. Um, and obviously, full disclosure for those who don't know, I am a Miami alum. Like why you're playing for a field goal against one of the worst defenses uh, in the Power Five with a freshman kicker. Uh, when you've you've had over 300 yards in the half, so I didn't get it, and they probably got what they kind of deserved. But t- tonight's game's interesting because uh, I think Maryland is a home underdog might be appealing uh, a little bit on the money line. I, I think it's that whole like is it good defense or bad offense or a little bit of both uh, with, with Iowa. You, you look at the Hawkeyes like the teams they played in total offense are 92nd, 86th, 62nd, and 42nd. And the team that's 42nd is Kent State, who boosted their numbers by playing VMI. So Maryland, with, with Demas and Jared at wide receiver and Talia at quarterback, uh, I think they got a real shot in this game. If they can start fast, I don't know if Petrus and that Iowa offense is built uh, to come from behind. So I'd, I'd probably take a little shot with the Terps in the money line tonight. Yeah, that's like been some that. weird movement. We had somebody reach out and ask us a question on that. He's and I'm, I'm glad you touched on the game because he said I took Iowa at three. I was happy it went up to four and a half, and then it, now it's just come all the way back down to three. And um, yeah. I'm interested to watch that one. And obviously, you know, you get to this point in the season, and some of the wins don't look as good. Now, like the Iowa State win, maybe wasn't as good. They were probably overrated. Iowa State doesn't have a win power. Yeah, I, what is it? Iowa State was ranked seventh preseason. And they mm-hmm. don't have a win over a group of five team yet, which they're probably going to get this weekend. But it, it does start to put into context how some of these wins were. But uh, you uh, you were going to touch on another Big Ten game. And this one is interesting because Wisconsin was – that was probably a, a bit of a misleading final score for Wisconsin last week. Like they were in that game. That was a really, really odd fourth quarter. And obviously Michigan, Michigan uh, took care of business. Well, that's been the problem. Graham Mertz has been a turnover machine uh, against Power 5 teams. He's got like, one touchdown at six picks. Uh, his QPR is eight, and he just can't get out of his own way. Uh, maybe they'll get Jalen Berger uh, available to run uh, the ball this week. And I had Michigan on the board last week, and I thought at halftime we were on our way. It was 20-3. to three. It looked like it was going to be uh, an easy cover of a big number. And then whatever Greg Schiano and his staff did at halftime, the adjustments that they made, they basically said, okay, you're not running. If Cade McNamara can beat us throwing the ball, congrats, go for it. And the second half, Michigan didn't score. Michigan didn't convert a third down. McNamara completed one pass for, for, for seven yards. Uh, they were out game like 230 to 42. And I think with Jimmy Leonard and that Wisconsin defense and, a, and, and basically a, a, a game that they have to have, uh, that defense, which only Georgia has allowed fewer offensive touchdowns, 
than Wisconsin this year. Uh, I, I, I like the Badgers in this game at home, uh, only laying that one and a half. Yeah, that'll be fun. Big Ten football, watching people doing that. I, I think I will have that one on. As someone who grew up as a Penn State fan, um, I'll be cheering against Michigan. Wisconsin is kind of the lesser of the evils there. But we have another game up here next, and I like these games. You know, We've got Troy here going into South Carolina. Troy, obviously, not the biggest school in the world. But what do you think of the Trojans' chances here getting six and a half points against the Gamecocks? Well, if you can get past the fact that you're taking a team that lost the game to, to UL Monroe last week as a 23-and-a-half-point favorite, then, then all is well. <laughs> but at the same time, this is a defense that's played well all year long. Like, they haven't allowed 340 yards a game this year. Um, last week, you just kind of have to write off as a fluke. And on the other hand, you have South Carolina, who, again, there's three games against FBS opponents this year. I think they scored 10, 13, and 20 points, like, if, if South Carolina, I think South Carolina is going to have to get like 28 in order to cover, and I don't know if they can. Uh, I think Troy with that defense, uh, the, the, the good thing for them is off of the embarrassing loss last week, they get a road game against an SEC team to try and erase the memory of last week. I think it's a great spot. I like the matchup for Troy, and I'll take Troy plus the, uh, the points, and I'll take a shot with the Trojans on the money line as well. Yeah, maybe last week just a look-ahead loss kind of thing. I, I didn't get a chance to watch any of that, but you're right. It's a really surprising loss. And maybe even a South Carolina team total under, Andy. What do you think? Yeah, that, that sort of stuff just happens. College college just happens. These these games happen every weekend where you have just awful results from some teams. It's almost like uh, they're kids. Yeah, should have known better. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, this is what happens when you bet on, oh, man, I can't wait. College basketball is right around the corner. Instead of uh, banking on college kickers, I'll be banking on college field goals. And the, the next one we had queued up here, and I'm so glad producer Dan used this logo in the background because I don't Excellent know if you logo. guys have seen these helmets, these throwback helmets that Boise has this weekend. I've seen the whole Rocky Mountain region. Like the Broncos put out this helmet that I love. And uh, I mean, these are the Broncos too. The Boise State has this sick ass throwback helmet. Adjust your power rankings accordingly. They're laying six <laughs> to Nevada where there's some, uh, I mean, the possibility of some i think the quarterback is kind of iffy as far as we're getting uh getting him there or not for nevada yeah i would expect strong to play and i think that's that might be why the line was as high as it was but but i like i like the wolf pack in, the, in this game i think it's a little bit too of a a reputation line with boise uh, based on how dominant they have been uh, in this league and on their home field for for so so long but remember this is a nevada team uh, that has beaten cal and I think the fact that they were favored in Kansas State a couple of weeks back and lost the game, I think people are kind of off them now. Uh, I think you get a, an extra week off to kind of get that game out of your mind. And now you go to a team that's been kind of the king of your conference for the last decade or so. Uh, I think it's a great spot for Nevada, assuming Carson Strong is, is okay in this. Yeah, looking in the chat, our buddy Lake Show Magazine agrees. That sounds like a nice spot. And you do have to wonder, teams like Boise State, how long they get credit for things they've done in years past. And I like that quite a bit. And you know, the next game we have on, it's not quite Pac-12 after dark, but the later night Pac-12 game, Washington State playing against Cal. Washington State catching seven and a half points in Cal. What do you think happens there? I think this is a blowout. I think Cal wins this game easily. Wazoo is... Uh, the worst team in the Pac-12 North, and they're right there uh, at the bottom of the league with Arizona. Uh, you look at Cal. Cal has been the most snake-bitten team in the country this year. 
Uh, you, you, you blow a lead to Nevada on your home field and lose. Uh, you don't get the two-point conversion against against TCU. You lose by two. Uh, you lose in overtime last week when running back fumbles the ball uh, going in to tie the game up and send it to another overtime. Uh, I, I think Wilcox and Garbers has played really well this year. I don't like this Wazoo team at all. I, I think Cal takes out the vented frustrations of the last couple of weeks, and they get a very convincing win uh, at home against Wazoo. We're going to have to ask our guy James, too, on that, Alex. He's a big – we have a guy yep, who pretty much – college football. Yeah, expert. he only good. bets Pac-12 stuff. Yeah, That's good. We, we love those James types. Man. Yeah, that's his uh, – because he's a <clears> – <throat> God, he is a UW alum, so he loves betting those games. And I'm just – what what time is that one again, Alex? Because, I, again, the Pac-12 I think it's 8.30 after East Coast. It's not quite yeah, Pac-12 after dark. I, I can do that. Those Pac-12 at dark. Yeah, the Pac-12 after dark stuff. Uh, maybe I'll have a bet on it, but I certainly don't ever stay up for that. I'm just too old for that. You gotta have some game. action while you're sleeping. Yeah. So, so you, that, mi- you, mi- you missed the, the best game of the year, the UCLA Fresno game a couple of weeks ago. That that was yeah. great because I got that was the same night as the uh, uh, the Penn State Auburn game, and I literally got home and pulled in my put them all in my garage with about six minutes to go in the game, so I was able to catch the final six minutes at about two in the morning. Uh, after getting home from Penn State that night, so that that was a uh, that was one hell of a finish. That is commitment. That's where I miss younger Andy, where I would be out at the bar with my friends, and we'd catch like, oh, the first half is on, and then you get home and you catch uh, the late half of the Hawaii game or something like that. Now I'm now I'm in bed at ten o'clock, but th- this one's earlier, right? This is SEC. Although some of these do end up in prime time, Mississippi State, A and M. Minus seven for AM, lowish, lowish total, but I suppose we have some, some some semblance of defense can be played in this one. And uh, what do you take here? And bad offense. You look at uh, AM uh, in two games uh, against the, the, the Power Five teams they faced, uh, they've rushed for a total of 219 yards. And, uh, Zach Calzad is averaging less than five yards an attempt. Uh, this is an AM offense that has really struggled um, without any scale of quarterback. Uh, and, and it's a bad spot. Yeah, your fans are angry because he had 10 points and a loss to Arkansas. He got Alabama next week. Uh, I don't know. This is the Mississippi State team I think is just capable enough defensively and offensively. They're going to they're throw it around. And I just think it's too many points here. It, it, it feels like a spot where maybe A&M uh, escapes with the win, but I'm definitely going to be on, uh, on Mississippi State plus the seven. Oh. Bang the cowbells a little there. I was just looking to like, cause I, again, I just am so bad at keeping track of what time games are. And now I got excited. So there are mul- there's multiple games. Obviously the Iowa Maryland is, is it tonight, but there is a late Houston, one. Tulsa. Wow. You, yeah, I wasn't going to go to Houston. The Utah State BYU tonight as well, right? Yeah. That's I was true. Say, like, I love the Utah battles. Yeah. That was going to be my question was BYU has been bet up you know, almost to a 10 here at, and at certain places, it looks like it's bound to get to a 10. Like, can you lay that on the road? I uh, granted, no. it's not like a, it's not a terrible travel spot, but that's not a fun place to go play. No, it's not. And it's a robbery and it's a team that, that it was an offensive disaster last week uh, against Boise with, with the turnovers. And I think they had about 15 penalties in the game. Uh, I would expect uh, Bonner and the Utah state offense to have uh, a little bit more success this week. And yeah, it, it I might set to set like some type of alert that if that thing hits ten, just uh, say the bet Utah State immediately. I still might even might take a plus nine and a half. I take a look at that tonight. I like some. I like Friday night action almost more than Saturday. So 
There was one other Saturday game I, I wanted to ask you about. I will be hanging out with some Notre Dame fans, and I know I'm a little kind of out of the loop on college football, but I was both shocked to see that Cincinnati is the seventh-ranked team in the nation and favored in Notre Dame tomorrow. D do you know what to make of that? Is, is there something missing there that, that I don't know this, about? Um, this is that was curious pass. to see. Yeah, this is a pass for me. Um, yeah, they, they are ranked seventh. Are they the seventh-best team in the country? I don't know. Indiana – really should have put them away in the first half of that game. But but give Cincinnati credit for coming back, uh, especially after McFadden got booted out of that game for targeting. Uh, Marcus Freeman, the Notre Dame defensive coordinator, obviously is familiar with, with Desmond Ritter and the Cincinnati offense. And I would think he would know some things and see that Ritter doesn't necessarily do well to kind of take him out of his comfort zone. But at the same time, that Notre Dame offense is struggling mightily. You've got an offensive line that can't block. Uh, Jack Cohen is probably going to play, but who knows if he's 100%. Uh, Kyron Williams hasn't had the type of year uh, that, that people expected mainly because the offensive line has been so bad. Uh, history says, no, uh, especially under Brian Kelly, Notre Dame as a home underdog is the way to go. So if I had to play the game, uh, that would be the way I would lean. Uh, but, but at the same time, the fact that Cincinnati now has been favored on the road, both in South Bend and in Bloomington, shows the respect that the odds makers have for, uh, for Luke Fickle's team. Yeah. The only other game I saw with two ranked teams playing each other, there was Baylor, Oklahoma State. The total was only 47. And again, I don't pay a ton of attention to college football. Didn't those used to be in the 60s? And 70s. <laughs> but but, but, but it's, it's right for this game. You talk about a statistical oddity, and I'm, I really wish I could have figured, uh, figured out a way to to write a program and maybe I can figure it out by the, uh, this afternoon, Oklahoma state, the last couple of Oklahoma state, the last couple of weeks hasn't scored in the last two, in the second half of the last two games and won and covered both games, which is simply amazing. But, but you're right. This is now a team uh, in Stillwater that Jim Knowles defense uh, is carrying this team. Um, Dave Ray, the Baylor looked a lot better than I thought Baylor would be this year uh, last week in beating Iowa state. But Dave Aranda is a defensive guy as well. Uh, that total is low for a reason. And I could see this being like a 21-17 a, a, a type of game. Well, that's kind of a disappointing update on how the state of yeah, college football I is. Kind of I always like when those are like 40 to 50 kind of games. You turn them on, it's just like, who has the ball last? You had the same thing at the match. That could be, that could be kind of at the similar TCU, time. by the way. Yeah, we, we had similar stuff with the Mac about you know five, six, eight years ago, where those totals were always in the seventies. Those were all, and and you'd get them during the weekdays. So, well, before we let you go, you're, uh, you know, Alex mentioned a team he didn't know that was ranked seventh. Like Arkansas should be ranked eighth. Like they've good been good, Cincinnati. they've been playing good defense, but this is a hell of a test. I mean, just quick take on the game since you're in Athens. It is. It, it, it is, and I, I would lean towards playing under in this game and under on an Arkansas team total. I don't know how many points, uh, realistically, the Razorbacks are going to be able to score. Uh, JT Daniels isn't 100%. I think there's probably a chance uh, we see Stetson Bennett at some point in this game. Uh, Kirby Smart in these situations against ranked teams, you go back since 2019, the 11 games they have played against ranked opponents, uh, either at home or in a neutral site, Nine of them have gone under. So that's just the game plan, the philosophy that Kirby has in these games. So I'd be looking at Arkansas under and the uh, the game under. I like that. Yeah, I like that. With the yeah, with the possibility of uh, a little bit of an injury at quarterback and uh, 
tiny look ahead to going to Auburn next week. I suppose Georgia might just let's let the defense do what they've done, take care exactly. of business, get out of here with a win, head to Georgia or head get out get out of Georgia with a win here. Head west. Head, to, uh, head west to uh Auburn. Yeah, the city's just Auburn, right? Yeah, Auburn, Alabama, Jordan Hare. Yeah, it's always, always confused me when the city and the and the, the college are the same name. They shouldn't have yeah, that. Just, so. just go just go over the state line. There we go. So, well, Mr. Felica, we thank you for all your knowledge today. We wish you the best of luck this weekend with everything you're on and have fun down there at a pretty nice, pretty nice campus town. Yeah, it is. Yeah, if I had to do it all over again, this, this would be, this would be high on the list. I'll put it to you that way. Yeah. Oh, Miami, Miami is no slouch. As no, as no, not at all. Not at all. This, this, this one would, would certainly have been uh, considered more than it actually was. Perfect. So, all right. Again, have fun. Good luck. And thanks for joining us. Of course. Chris Fleek on Twitter. You know where he is. Yep. You guys both have a great weekend as well. Appreciate everybody uh, checking us out. Thanks, Chris. We... Well, that's good. We got a lot of college football, Andy, because yeah, well, I, I didn't have too much to do yesterday. And now I'm staring at like a pile of like seven or eight things I'm about to round robin. Yeah. We didn't have a lot to bet today. Um, golf is just kind of happening. Uh, Mito's getting hot. Varner started hot, and then he just he just went right off off the crapper. The the full tournament stuff is doing okay. I'm probably gonna have some daily stuff tomorrow. Starting these tournaments starting right at seven a.m. Central has been screwy for me. That's kind of when I get to work. So I was gonna max out some DFS this morning. Didn't end up doing it, which I should go look at the people I had circled. They're they're probably doing really good. So. That's how life goes. But real quick before we go, we still do have this gear. It is fall is in the air, Alex. It's it is. I can little, feel is it. Is, it. is it getting a little crisp up there in uh, eastern it's Pennsylvania? It's beautiful. We've got like the mid-60s to 70s thing going. It was like 55 when I woke up this morning. It'll be 75 this afternoon wearing sleeves again. Yeah, I'm still short sleeves up here just because I got this shirt yesterday. But, yeah, if you have that 7 a.m. tea time, you might want a nice oh, – a nice yeah. soft fleece and you can't see this because we'll, we'll get a better bigger picture of this next week that is a roll pat roll pats are how you win roll pats take three strokes off your game that's proven i designed that it's a nice columbia fleece and you can get them all you have to do is sign up for a win bet account in one of the six states and counting that they have their legal sports books available in and use the promo code betsports 1000 if you're listening to this in a podcast Go to our Twitter. You'll see a picture of this beautiful fleece and hat. And then just shoot us some proof that those things happened. You deposited. You made a bet. And we will say, hey, what size shirt do you want? And we'll send you the gear. So that's it. That's it for the weekend. The I, don't have much, I don't have much going on outside of football. I'm going to do an article here with all my bets for the week, just kind of outlining in a couple sentences why I bet everything in case people like to read rather than listen to podcasts. And with that, good luck to you this weekend, Alex. Thank you very much. Good luck to you, Andy. See you Monday.